Welcome to the Be Your Own Badass podcast, a show dedicated to helping overwhelmed women stop people-pleasing and learn how to live their life guilt-free for putting themselves first. I'm your host, Sarah Catherine, and it's time to live a life on your terms. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. I am Sarah Catherine, the host of the show, and I'm so excited that you're here today, not only because we have our first podcast guest and interview, but also because it is a dear friend of mine, Jess, who I have known for the past five years. We get into a really great conversation about your relationship with yourself, um, her own self-discovery journey and her experiences when she was dealing with the people-pleasing cycle in her life, specifically when it came to relationships with other people and like romantic relationships she had with people and the steps she took to first realize that that was happening, how to get out of those, unlearning those habits and her recommendations for other people when it comes to unlearning those habits and really diving deep into personal development and personal growth. So Jess not only is a good friend of mine, but she is a little bit background on her. She is a blogger, a videographer, and world traveler who loves sharing her stories with others by providing travel tips and inside looks at her own experiences. She truly believes that life is all about finding joy in the journey and is extremely passionate about self-development and loves to view life through a different lens, constantly striving for living a life full of fulfillment, happiness, and freedom. So not only does Jess love talking about travel and especially if you're interested in traveling, Jess has been everywhere. She has been to I believe all Disney parks now that I I think about it I think it's she's been to all of them even internationally Um, she's been to Asia she's been to Europe she's been to a lot of places just within the United States and she records her journey and brings you along with her and gives you tips and advice and amazing photos so if you're really into travel highly recommend you check her out she now has a brand new website dedicated to travel and personal development that also hosts her podcast that she is just starting very soon. I believe when this podcast airs, her the first few episodes should be up. I will have all of the links to be able to connect with her in the show notes if you would like to check her out. But on top of travel, she's also very, very passionate, like I said, about personal growth, and she goes into those details as well. So first, I also want to say thank you for sticking around. I know in the last episode I said I made that commitment. I was like, we're going to have a guest on soon. It's going to happen. That's my my accountability is I'm saying it out now. And here we are. And we're finally here having the first guest. And I'm so excited that it's Jess. Um, In the last month, I know it's been a, a little bit since my last episode, but I had a lot of things going on in my personal life and I actually moved apartments, uh, moved in with my partner. And so that was a lot going on. But also behind the scenes, I've been working on some stuff for you guys. I have a brand new program to help you uh, stop that people pleasing habit and cycle and to be able to really break free from that and start reconnecting with yourself and what you want and living life for yourself, setting boundaries for other people, all of those wonderful things that I teach regularly, both on the show as well as on Instagram at Sarah Catherine blog. If you don't follow me, please do. And I'm very excited to tell you guys more about that once the time comes, but that's what's been going on behind the scenes here. But right now we are here talking with Jess and I'm very excited to have her on. 
for you to be able to hear her story and her advice. And I just love her so much. And so without further ado, here is Jess. Hi, Jess. Thank you for coming today. I'm so excited to have you as my first guest on the podcast. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yay. Okay. So today we're just going to go over just a few things about yourself and then um, your own experience with self-discovery and your own experience with people-pleasing, but also I know you're very into personal growth and self-development just as much as me. And so we'll just talk about all that fun stuff and get right into it. Sounds great. Okay. So first... I obviously know you very well, but my listeners probably don't. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, what you do, just anything that you'd like to share? Absolutely. So my name is Jess. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and I lived in Orlando for most of my adult life. I did a little stint over in Anaheim. That's where I met Sarah when I was working at Disneyland with her. Um, which was really exciting. And I have always loved Disney, but I'm developing more of a world traveler spirit nowadays. So traveling is definitely one of my biggest passions. And also um, anything in the personal development, self-discovery world. I absolutely love that. I kind of um, dove into that in 2017 and really haven't stopped. So it's always a topic I love talking about. And yeah, I am super excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I sometimes forget that like we met in Anaheim, like (laughs) after all of those other opportunities that we could have met. Yes, we had so many opportunities to meet Sarah and I. Um, We had a lot of mutual friends throughout the years. So many. (laughs) There was even... Were we supposed to meet up with, I think, Leanna, right? We were supposed to meet up with Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. It didn't work out like a year or two before we actually met. So it's kind of funny that that we just finally met and have been close ever since. So Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, I did the Disney College program in 20... Oh God, was that 2013? Jesus Christ. Oh Oh, yeah, and that too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first that was honestly. okay. so Jess did the college program at the same time as me in Orlando. Yeah. No idea each other existed. That (laughs) whole God knows how long that whole like being in that community after starting that and then going on forward. And then you came. But you came to Anaheim before we met because you did a college program in Anaheim at Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Before you came to California Adventure where I was. Mm-hmm. just wild but it like honestly the timing of us meeting when we did it was worth yeah definitely. as is everything but <laughs> yeah so 2013 we could have met 2014 we could have met and then we ended up meeting middle of 2015 so I think it was just destined to happen so I agree <laughs> and here we are yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. So you had talked about how like you just started kind of recently getting into more of the self-discovery realm within the last three years or so. Um, So what did you think led you to that? Like what um, started to get you more interested in personal growth versus maybe beforehand? Yes. Um, So 
I feel like it was always something that I was looking for. Like I felt like I have always been like someone who loves life and loves just enjoying whatever's going on. And I just had this feeling that there was something missing though. Like I didn't feel totally fulfilled on what I was doing. Like I just sort of realized I'm like, okay, like is the whole point of life, like we just go to school, get a job, get married and whatever. Like, I don't know. So I would start um, these relationships, just dating, and I would feel kind of drained by the end of them. And I had this realization, like I was always dating people who just were not a good fit for me, or I was making myself smaller to fit a mold of what I thought they liked, mm. <laughs> lots of people pleasing there. Um, <laughs> and I just felt like I was losing myself and I'd get a lot of anxiety all of the time. And I would just feel empty in a sense. And I was like, this is so weird. Like I thought relationships were supposed to build you up and bring you love and whatever. As time goes on, I went through a couple breakups, a couple situationships, whatever. (laughs) I I just kind of felt empty. So I started reading books. Um, The first two books that started me on my journey were The Secret and you are a badass. I just read one of our favorite books. Um, <laughs> that's like one of our friendship books, I think. Yes. <laughs> uh, I just loved the messages in there. And there was just such a spark that lit inside of me. I was like, oh my gosh, I have this power inside of me that is so dimmed right now because I just felt like I was never taught how to really step into it and build the life that I wanted to. So mm-hmm. basically since then I've been just addicted to reading books like that, podcasts like that, hearing different perspectives from different leaders in the community, going to events that resonated with me. YouTube is one of my best friends for this journey, like just <laughs> different meditations I try or speakers I listen to. Um, it's just like nothing lights me up the way that it does because I just feel like I'm finding myself and the relationship you build with yourself is really the most important one, I think. So I definitely agree. And I just want to say like, we both kind of were getting into the self development world kind of at the same time now that I think about it. We were Um, (laughs) just because, yeah, because like I was going through the work issues and I do want to, I've seen you also just like grow so much in that amount of time. Like, I just want to point that out that you've definitely, you're definitely someone that doesn't just like love reading about it and learning about it. You definitely apply it and like work, do that hard work to make those changes. So thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to point that one out. (laughs) You were mentioning relationships with other people and that can really have a huge impact on how you feel about yourself and how you approach life because they just when you're in a relationship with someone they just take up you're with them all the time almost like that's just kind of how it is and so when you're spending time with the wrong person for so long sometimes you don't notice just how much that can affect you and you mentioned that that's where a lot of your people-pleasing habits had 
like that's where you noticed it probably the most and I was just curious like what do you think people pleasing looks like to you either within the relationship or just within um, your life in general when you were dealing with it yeah so I think people pleasing it looks like placing someone else on a pedestal and molding yourself to fit that so you can keep them around it's like deeply rooted in this attachment at mm-hmm. least that's what my experience was when I had my most people pleasing like phase of my life like I just felt like okay I need to be this attractive I need to be this certain personality I need mm-hmm. to keep up with your interests even though I don't like them mm-hmm. I'm gonna pretend that I do because I just want you to think I'm the greatest thing in the world and that you'll never leave and just it's so funny looking at it now because I'm like my whole perspective on that has changed like I'm a very I'm going to be authentically myself and if you like that you belong in my life and if you don't then that's okay we're not Mm -hmm. aligned and I will find somebody that is and it's took a long time to get there though Mm -hmm. like that was not an overnight realization and it really took that people-pleasing chapter of my life to crack me open and change that whole place that I was coming from. Yeah. And I, for one point that you mentioned the, you needed to be interested in the same things as the other person. And like some of those things that you mentioned could sound like you're just being a devoted partner. Right. But at what point do you think it hits that codependency or that unhealthy um, level. Well, I will give you my example is I pretended to like rap music, which I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And that that was like a point that I remember. I like Disney music. I like Broadway music. I like pop That's why I'm laughing so much. It's really funny. I have a really weird music taste. Like not weird, but like more, I don't know, show, Broadway, movie scores. I like a good hip hop song, but like there's only a certain ones, you know? Right. So um, yeah, the guy I was dating at the time, if he's listening to this, he's going to know it's about him, but he probably won't listen to this anyway. I'd be shocked, <laughs> so, but. <laughs> I would be shocked. But yeah, he was really into rap music, which, you know, is really great but that's just not aligned with anything that I like and it was like this weird there was this weird tension around it and Mm -hmm. I got to a point where he it was so important to him that I was just like oh my god I hate this but I have to like it if I want to keep this relationship going Mm -hmm. that's the point where you realize okay that's not being true to who I am and I'm not saying I don't respect all types of music but it just felt like I was trying to fit a mold of some sort of girl that he imagined me Mm -hmm. to be. And I wasn't. And it was just, it almost felt like rejection in a sense, like, oh, you're not all of these things. Well, then, you know, maybe this isn't working. Like it was just, Mm. it gets to kind of be emotionally manipulative in your brain, especially like, why am I not enough? Why am I not able to fulfill all of these. Why am I not everything? You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like we can only be who we are. Right. 
quickly. So, you know, being okay with not being everything all of the time is a huge thing that you have to confront and kind of be okay with. So, yeah, because when you're trying to be everything for everyone else, mm-hmm. then who are you? Like, yeah, not <laughs> how do you have time? Yeah. yeah. How do you have the energy? How do you have the time to actually like do things for you if you're just so focused on everyone else? Exactly. Like I just felt really drained and I was kind of just putting my own dreams to the side. I actually, before I started this whole self-discovery journey, I just didn't really know what my dreams even were. You Mm -hmm. know, like I, like I had my goals. I knew I wanted to work at Disney. I wanted to work at Disneyland and Disney World. And past that, I never even really like thought about it Mm -hmm. during that whole phase of that relationship, I'm kind of really happy that it happened when it did because it really opened me up to this next phase of my life. But at the time, I just felt, I was like, well, if I don't have this relationship, what do I have after it? Like, Mm -hmm. what comes next? I don't know. Like, I never gave myself the permission to explore what I actually wanted. Mm -hmm. So, Did you feel like you were allowed to explore what you wanted? Or do you think that, like, how do I phrase this? Do you think that you were putting those limitations on yourself or was it the other person that was putting it on you or was it like a mix of both, do you think? I think it was a mix of both, but I think what I remember from my perspective is in my brain, if I dreamed too big and thought of something else, Mm -hmm. then that meant losing the relationship. Mm -hmm. And me at the time, that was really scary. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he would mention about like, oh, I kind of want to go live abroad and do this and do that. And I want to live in California or work for this company. And I just felt like, okay, so if you're doing that, then where does that leave me? Maybe Mm -hmm. I can't dream and think of what I actually want to do. So, you know, um, I always talk about my friend Krista and I have this phrase we use. It's called authenticity over attachment. Mm -hmm. So, during this whole experience, I've really realized being so authentic to who you are is just so much more important than being attached to anyone or anything. Yes. Because if they're meant to be in your life, they will. Yep. And you're so much more you. Yeah. And it's like the right people will support you if it's something you really want to do. And that goes with friendships. It goes with fam. Like uh, yeah. family can get complicated, but it it's yeah. beyond but just the romantic partnership. That just is ever anyone in your life. Mm-hmm. For sure. So when you realized all of this that you were in these habits, what kind of steps did you take to start unlearning those habits? Oh, great question. So <laughs> I had a lot of nights of. <laughs> anxiety and sadness for a Mm. long time and I think that's something just to make a point of because it's not like I was like all right hop to it let's dive (laughs) on you know I think I had nights texting you where I was upset or like messaging friends talking to friends sitting in my room just like my head spinning all night but Mm. that got me to a point where I was like all right we got to like find a solution here. Like there's got to be coping mechanisms of some sort. So mm-hmm. I definitely went to therapy after that relationship was, which was my first big stepping stone. I actually 
went in 2016. So that was before I even read these books. And that was the first time I had someone start talking to me in this way. My therapist was amazing and she gave me metaphors for everything. And it finally started clicking. Mm. She was like, you know, this person that you want to please so much and you want to love so much, he's like, she was basically like, he's like a kiddie pool, like the depth of the amount of love he can give you. And you're like an ocean and you can't fit all of your love or all of the water into a kiddie pool when you're an ocean, you know? Mm -hmm. And that just kind of opened my eyes up to be like, okay, everybody's kind of on a different level and you have to match what you can give with what you can receive because it can't be one-sided. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that was one of many metaphors she gave me, but hearing that in a different way kind of made me realize how important it was to start placing so much more worth on myself Mm -hmm. and not just being someone who is going to just please whatever guy she happens to be dating at that time. Like, I never thought it was possible to be with someone who could be so extraordinary and like actually fit my needs and (laughs) like express my needs. And I finally started tuning into that when I, you know, went to therapy. And then other things that I did was I did dive into this self-discovery and um, personal development realm with the, with different books that I read. Um, those two that I mentioned were my first two that I ever was exposed to this kind of content before. And then I did a lot of journaling, which I think was really good. I got really into manifesting, which was great. Um, Listened to different speakers. And I think one of my big turning points for like reformatting my brain with like the relationship people pleasing stuff was I found a YouTuber, her name's Amy Young. And she's shifted, she's shifting her message at the moment, but she did a lot of relationship videos at the time. And it was all about finding your worth and not making yourself small. Mm -hmm. And that's, it just finally clicked. It was like someone my age, someone who made it fun to listen to. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was doing all of these like she'd give examples of good and bad. And I was like, I was doing the examples of like the person I don't want to be in my mm-hmm. future. So just I gained awareness. I think that's it. And I made a choice. I'm going to change it up. And mm-hmm. I did. I really yeah. did. And I'm really happy about it. I think something important that you mentioned like in different aspects is like you found a really good therapist that worked for you. And that's so huge. Was that the first person that you ended up going to? Or was it you did you go to a few different ones before this one clicked? Because it's different for everybody. Right. So I got super lucky with her. I actually got a referral for her from a girl that I don't even talk to anymore. We weren't even that close, but we sat next to each other in a class. I remember like the view of the classroom and everything, but she had similar like issues going on Mm. with relationships that I did. And she was like, here, try this therapist. She's amazing. Like she's changed my life. And I feel like I was meant to meet that girl so I could meet this therapist. So Mm. it's really cool that you can 
like have little synchronicities like that to lead you to who you're supposed to connect with. However, like I've tried to find therapists again that are more local to me since then, just because that was when I was in college in a different state. And I just haven't found someone that I connect with quite yet. Um, So I do still get in contact with her from time to time, but it's a process. Like it's a lot of trial and error and I can admit too to being on and off with it, being like, okay, I'm going to keep trying. And then you don't find the right person. You get discouraged. But I'm telling you, when you find that match, it is like magic and you really make a transformation for yourself. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was also lucky to my first therapist back when I was going to therapy the first one worked, but that was like literally just pure coincidence. It wasn't a a referral or anything. It was just, here you go, plopped in, applied to one place or whatever, and it worked. But yeah, just something really important because like some people might be going to therapy or even just like on the levels of reading books or speakers or YouTubers or something like that, because you said that this one girl was speaking your language. She was your age. She was like talking about things in a way that made you understand that like that matters a lot too is because a lot of people can talk about the same thing but each person has their own unique way to express it or teach it or their own experience and that might connect with you a lot better than other people so exactly you kind of got to find something that it feels like a puzzle piece Mm -hmm. I always say like when I know something's in alignment for me it just feels like it fits and that's a huge tool that I've developed over the years during this journey is starting to tune into when things actually feel like that. So mm-hmm. it's not convincing yourself that it works because, oh, it's a therapist, so it should work. Yeah. But it's really not like being strong enough to be like, all right, well, I'm on the right track, but this might not be my perfect match yet. So I'm going to try something else. Let's take a quick break because I created something that I know you don't want to miss out on and it's totally free. I know why you're here. You've been allowing opinions and expectations from other people dictate how you live your life. And you crave to no longer feel pressured or shamed when you choose to do something you love for yourself. You're terrified of how others react when you say no. And the last thing you want to do is disappoint people you care about. The good news, you don't have to continue life this way. I've put together an exclusive free resource center for people exactly like you to help you finally break free from the people-pleasing cycle filled with worksheets, masterclasses, webinars, and more. The self-discovery toolkit for people pleasers is exactly what you need in order to kickstart your journey to living a life on your terms. Go to sarahcatherine.com toolkit to gain instant access right now. When you were on this self-discovery journey, this unlearning habits journey, what did you find were some of the roadblocks or challenges that you experienced? Just so many. (laughs) Uh, I think a huge one is just realizing that we're all operating from a belief system that we've accumulated over our life and becoming aware of them. And like, sometimes they're not pretty. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm operating from this really not so great place. And this is something that other people do that I don't like, and I'm doing it. And realizing that that's that can be a roadblock like a huge thing is just figuring out how to change everything all of the time like how is the word how is my worst enemy sometimes (laughs) how to do things I've had to realize 
you can't always know how. Mm-hmm. Like you almost have to set your intention of the end result and let it happen versus getting a step-by-step plan and following it to make it happen, you mm-hmm. know? So letting go, I think, was a big road roadblock for me because I would love to just, you know, hold on, do it myself, make things happen and realizing you can't always do that. So yeah, that was a big one for me for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I can definitely relate to that too, especially with just life outside of what we know is a lot of that, just like needing to let go and kind of trust that things are going to happen. And I don't feel like we're really taught that anywhere. We have to kind of go through that awful, (laughs) uncomfortable season to be able to realize, hmm, maybe I can't control everything. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, I think about that all the time. I'm like, why did no one ever teach me how to blank? Like, why did no Mm. one ever teach me how to date? how to, (laughs) that was a huge one. That was like a huge block for me. I was like, I don't know how to do this. So therefore I thought I wasn't good at it. Therefore Mm. I thought I wasn't worthy of it, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then like, why doesn't anyone teach me how to deal with my emotions? Like for a long time, I would just suppress them because I was like, oh, well, I'll have to get over it eventually. Everyone says time cures all. And I realized time doesn't cure anything unless you work on it yeah what the Jonas Brothers lyric time only heals if we work through this now oh yes that's it you know? we love that <laughs> I was like, oh someone should have told me that a long time ago but there's just so much opportunity for us to learn these things I always think when I have kids someday I really want to expose them to more of this so they can have the tools growing up to learn how to deal with more of the real life stuff because you just don't, you don't learn that in math and science class, you know, or yeah, like I wish there was an emotional growth or something like personal development. Even you could just call it by that term sort of class, the most useful skills I've ever decided to take on, you know? Yeah. That's It's interesting because like my boyfriend and I were actually talking about kind of similar things the other day and how I was thinking like our generation, I feel like is going to be different, at least a lot of us, not all of us, of course, but different in regards to how we raise kids compared to what I've seen in the past, not blanket stating, stating like any parents right now or our parents or anything like that. Um, But like being more in tune with like, it's okay to feel certain things. I mean, our I feel like our generation really is the one that started to open up the conversation about mental health even more. And I yeah. feel like that's one reason why talking about personal de- development is so much more, I guess, okay and almost mainstream now, yeah. <laughs> if you want to say it like that. The next question that I had, kind of what we talked about before, but maybe more if you have anything else to um, dive into it is... What did you find were the most effective things that you did in order to improve your relationship with yourself? Because you were learning how to unlearn some of these habits, but then you mentioned like throughout that you have to really kind of connect with yourself again. Were there any certain things that were really effective in that or that you would recommend to other people if they were struggling with something like this? Yeah, I think my biggest thing that made a difference was just investing in myself. So investing time and actually like investing money too. Like both of those things um, 
just the time, like setting aside time to be alone, to mm-hmm. learn how to be alone. Like I said, journaling, whatever. Like I never could do that before. I had to hang out with people all the time. And mm-hmm. I can't believe I like acknowledge this now as a 27 year old, but like when I was 19, 20, early 20s, I always needed to be out and hanging out with people. Just being able to really invest the time to set aside for myself to go deeper was a game changer. And Mm -hmm. then when I say investing money, I mean, I don't have remorse for when I invest in new self-discovery books or I find a coach that I really like and I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I got to do this. I'm just so intrigued by manifesting. I think it's because I read The Secret at (laughs) at the beginning of my journey, but I found a manifesting coach on YouTube, Amy Westmoreland, Illuminating Joy, but I started working with her in 2017 on a whim and she is genuinely one of the people who have changed my life the most. And that was just a total self-investment there. And Mm -hmm. now it's one of my greatest tools and I live such a happier life because it felt so in alignment with me. Like that may not be for everybody, but for me, it just opened up my heart and my mind and everything for that. And I'm super open to like trying different things like that. Like maybe going to a seminar of a speaker that I like or trying out like an energy healing type appointment or things like that focusing more on the self-care for whatever that looks like for you. It may look different for me, but just really diving in with it and being like, I am worth investing in. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of raises your whole like self-love, self-worth vibration, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, and the investing part, both time and money is just, that's another thing that's really scary for some people. So if- you were if you were talking to someone that hasn't actually taken that step to invest in themselves and they were curious about diving into this personal growth world a little bit more what what would you what advice would you give to them i think if you want to start with just investing let's say time first because mm-hmm. both both time and money are a currency mm-hmm. um, i would say first start with youtube <laughs> i'm or podcasts like those will open up your mind to and just your network to so many different people who are talking about this. It's a huge conversation online. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really easy to find resources. So um, start there and then, okay, we're going to master that and then maybe start looking at books you know, books, you know, you have to purchase those and that's a smaller investment. So then once you get there, then maybe think just like kind of building blocks, you know, and then Mm -hmm. once you get to more advanced levels, then you can start doing some type of coaching that resonates with you. Like I really think therapy or coaching, whatever works for you the best, that is my number one favorite thing to do ever. And that's made the most impact on my journey for sure. You've kind of, again, you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but is there anything new that you learned about yourself throughout all of this that really sticks with you right now? I've learned so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've just learned that like anything is possible. Like it really is. Even if it's like a totally crazy thing, you just have to sort of open up 
yourself to the idea that it could possibly happen and not be attached to how, not be attached to whether or not it happens, but just knowing that you are so powerful in like the way that you speak, in the way that you show up, in the way that you go through your day to day, that anything you really want can happen and really breaking up with that negative self-talk like that, oh, that could never happen to me. Like mm-hmm. that victim mentality, I had to totally ditch that and take ownership for as much as I possibly can. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I really believe that we create our life, like the good and the bad. And being able to step up and own up to that is really scary sometimes. So mm-hmm. it's, but it's life changing. And I just feel like since I've started practicing this, my life has been crazy the past couple years, but I wouldn't change it. And it's been full of super high highs and super low lows. One point that you mentioned that I really think is important for people to realize is what happens after. Because you said let go of the how, but also it might not turn out the way that you expected or originally wanted. But if you're in, if you're aligned with what you want, what you, not necessarily what you want, but what feels good to you and kind of like just working towards all of these things that you're working on, what's supposed to happen will happen in that way. Like it might not be what you thought, but it'll still be okay. (laughs) It's really funny because I think about that all the time. Like people will ask for whatever, X amount of money, a certain job, a Mm -hmm. certain relationship, whatever, all these things. So whether you believe in like higher power, God, the universe, like you can ask Mm -hmm. for that and then it will bring you what you asked for. But sometimes it brings it to you and you don't even realize that's what you were asking for. Mm -hmm. It's like wrapped up in a different package than you were expecting. So like tuning into that and being like, oh, okay. And then you can always tweak that. But Mm -hmm. um it's just so funny. It's like, oh, okay, you want this? Or you want, let's say you want like $200. And in your mind, you're like, I need to make that from selling a book or something. Mm -hmm. But it's like time sensitive, whatever, your books aren't selling. So then all of a sudden, your friend comes by with a $200 check. And they're like, here, take this. Like, I want you to have it. And you're like, no, I don't want that from you. And the universe Mm. is like, but I just brought it to you. Like that's (laughs) that's the channel for you that's open right now. And like Mm -hmm. as humans, we can have like our ego and stuff and be like, no, because it's coming that way, I don't want it. So Mm -hmm. it's just funny because I think that we have such preconceived notions of the way we want things to go, but just Mm -hmm. detaching from it and allowing it to come in so you can receive it is a huge, it's a huge shift that we make. So Mm -hmm. plus it's like, so much weight off of your shoulders when you're not like putting that pressure on yourself to do something a certain way, you know, and just yeah. like trusting that things will happen. Just a game changer. Yeah, it really is. Trust is such a huge word for me lately. Cause like I said, love to like totally plan. I'm a planner. Well, I'm trying to break up with being a planner, but we kind of have to right now. Uh- <laughs> oh my God. Like I'm, I'm just laughing because I used to plan out, I think for 2020, I had my whole year planned out, like every vacation I wanted to go on, everything I wanted to do, whatever. And I had to just scrap it. I think I kept it actually, just put it in my, in my files to look at and laugh at later. But <laughs> I feel like a lot of us are doing that 
right now. It's like a 2020 was like, oh, you thought. Yeah. You thought. (laughs) Now now it's kind of like, I don't plan anything more than, I don't know, even a couple days in advance. Maybe I'll set aside a day or two to like work on a project. If I'm collaborating with someone, like we planned this, but not even that long ago, a couple days ago, you know? Like a week at yeah. most. And we, but we've been talking about doing it forever. So, yeah. you know, today was just the day it was meant to happen and totally detached from how and when. And I think it's just, you know, rolling out perfectly. Like this is the podcast we were meant to have. So. And I'm so happy it's happening finally. (laughs) (laughs) And so my next question that I have is what do you think were some of the defining moments in your life that helped shape you into who you are today? Oh, big question. (laughs) That's a lot. Okay. So moments that shaped me definitely when I did my first Disney college program, that was yeah. I like basically left my childhood and started my early adulthood there. I think cuz I was there from 19 to 27 and that was my biggest dream my whole life. Secondly, I would say my breakup in 2013 with a different guy who that was a really messy situation, but it was I realized like that was rooted in a feeling of abandonment, so that like sparked all of my negative emotions. The next breakup in 2016, and that kind of sparked this whole, whoa, I was people pleasing Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I need to start my journey. And then in 2017, when I started just reading, I don't know, I was just reading those books. I think when I was at work, we were parking cars essentially a lot of the time. So (laughs) I had a lot of time to read and that's just, I kind of started opening up to it. Just any sort of coaching I did, therapy I did. And I went to like a really cool event in Denver last year. I actually canceled a Jonas Brothers concert to go to this event. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Well, this was crazy. My friend, well, my old roommate, Krista, her sister, Nicole called me the day before this event. And she was like, do you want to come and like go to this event with us in Denver and I was in Orlando and I just felt like it was so in alignment for me that I was like yeah and I listed my ticket on Ticketmaster to sell for the Jonas Brothers I was kind of bummed but I had already gone to the concert right so I was like (laughs) three times could have been excessive anyway but I mean never Eh, no 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 not (laughs) I mean I wish I could have gone but also going to that event was amazing and that event was all it was pretty spiritual based, but it taught really good concepts. Even if you're not into that, like trusting your intuition and feeling when things are in alignment for you and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And it was so funny because one of the things that her name's Tamara, the leader of the convention, she was like, nothing is a coincidence. Like everything's happening in divine timing, whatever. And it was so funny because I wasn't selling that Jonas Brothers ticket. And I think one hour before the concert happened, I sold it. (laughs) Oh my God, I was meant to be here, whatever. So it was cool. That was definitely a turning point for me because that's when I started learning more in depth about this stuff. So Mm -hmm. anyway, long-winded answer for a simple (laughs) question, but like, 
I feel like every step on the journey has been so important because if I didn't go through what I went through in the step before, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be ready for whatever I'm taking on in the now. Yeah. And like, I'm really glad you brought up like even the negative, I guess you could say negative things that happened. Yeah. Those are my turning points. Right. That's where that's like, if you didn't deal with that, you wouldn't have gone to the next step. Like just literally what you had just said, like, that's just so huge. Like, Mm-hmm. even in like I can relate to that in my like low points of 2015 or 16 or whenever that was if I didn't experience that I wouldn't have done literally anything that I'm doing right now yeah and Any wouldn't that be sad <laughs> like, like yeah, it's, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. it's it's crazy yeah like living for your future self is really cool even I think that's what I kind of do when I'm going through a rough patch is I'm like okay well what can I do now that my future self will thank me for and like go in that direction? I even forgot to mention like for half of 2019 when I was really sick, mm. I was I was out of work for six months. That was a huge turning point for me too. That's right. That happened. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Like I think I've been working on this stuff for so long that like I go through these crazy, like that was insane and it was horrible. And I'm still like, recovering from it fully but I think I just grew through it so much that it didn't seem like such a negative experience to me after all Mm -hmm. Um, like it kind of made me realize a lot more it everything became a lot more clear about what direction I want to go in next like okay how do I feel about my current job what kind of projects do I want to work on and I started putting them together and I got to know my body so much more because I used to just do whatever. Like I didn't have a consistent sleep schedule. I'd eat whatever I wanted. And though I do miss that a lot, like <laughs> I, um, I really feel like now I know how to honor my body a lot more. And I think I might've mentioned this before, but like, I have a partnership with my body now, like, okay, what do you need? What do we need to do? Like, do we need to go to a doctor? Do we need to just eat a certain thing, take a certain supplement, get like an IV, like whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely an eye-opening experience because you take your health for granted and sometimes, but I never want to again because it's the greatest gift ever for real. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, what, what else do you have if you don't have that? Like Exactly. Everything seems so like minuscule to me now after going through that. So I think that's why I'm so appreciative of so many little things nowadays. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great segue because you mentioned you took some time to work on what you want to do next and some projects yeah. and some of those projects are happening right now. <laughs> so exciting. My future self is here, guys. So, for so excited. <laughs> Tell us a bit about your new website, blog, podcast, your YouTube channel, all of the amazing things that are happening. Yes. So, okay. Biggest thing that is going live shortly, it will be live by the time this podcast is up, is my brand new website slash blog. It's called The Road Just Traveled. I love that because it's a pun. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of going to be a hub for everything that I do online, which is just so exciting. I have the blog linked to it. So I've been writing online like little travel reviews. I used to write Disney ones all the time before I worked there. That was like one of my biggest passions. And I love just building a community and getting excited about travel. And 
I haven't known what to do for so long to continue doing that. And I just get so excited when I go on trips, I collect all my pictures, I write, write down all my notes and everything. So now I have a platform to do it. That's super exciting. Yes, it's called The Road Just Traveled. Check it out. Traveled has I'll have all your stuff linked in the show notes for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So then um, my YouTube channel I've had going since about 2018. And I like to make little travel vlogs from different places that I go and I may expand on that. But my favorite ones that I have up are from my Asia trip in 2018. That was my favorite ones. That was my favorite (laughs) trip of my whole life. I love Asia, we did like all the Disney parks and then the cities too. Um, and I have like the Alaska cruise vlogs and most recently my East Coast road trip series. So that's fun. Yeah, I'll also have a brand new podcast linked to my website. It's called Rediscover. And I'm going to be doing that with my friend Kristen who we used to um, travel to Disney a lot together in high school and we would write trip blogs together so one of the mutual internet friends we had before we met or knew of each other (laughs) yeah so yeah her and my story goes way back like 10 years at this point and Mm -hmm. now we have reunited and live close to each other so we're starting a podcast and yeah very excited to hear so yeah there's just so much going on and I'm so excited about it because I think last year when I was sick and home all the time I was like daydreaming about how to start all this stuff up. I do once the pandemic calms down and the world opens back up, I want to travel so much more. So I feel like this was the perfect time to really get it all sorted. And please check it out. TheRoadJustTraveled.com traveled with one L. Yay. Yes, definitely take a look, especially if you're in just you take the some of the best pictures, like you're very good at taking photo, like even just your Instagram, but like your videos and your blogs that I have read in the past from your like old sites and stuff. They're all always great. I just have so much fun doing it. Like I feel like when I travel, like I want to take everybody along with me. So it's just the most wonderful form of storytelling. And it's great to just share what I've learned and help other people inspire their future trips. Do you have any trips in mind I know we're not going into full-on planning mode anymore but (laughs) once we are allowed to (laughs) do you have any in mind oh I don't know I would love to of course go to Disney soon maybe (sighs) yeah I live down the street and can't do that (laughs) I honestly we were talking we want to go to Disneyland more than worlds um right now but please I know I'll let you know if we go but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe like a little state park. We have a lot of really cool state parks in New York. So mm. we were talking about doing that in the fall. And I don't know. It just kind of depends what the world's looking like next year because it could result in, you know, Asia or something. But right now, <laughs> borders are closed. So. Could be as small as down the street or as big as. <laughs> you never know with me it's kind of like (laughs) but we're not planners anymore so we just kind of take life by the reins and go with what's happening in the present I think like 2020 with no matter the bs that it's brought lord knows but has also brought some good things and (laughs) 
being able, you being able to put up this website like and kind of learn about not teaching us to kind of take a moment and really reflect on everything like there's some good things to look at here and with everything happening we got we got to look at that sometimes too <laughs> for sure no i'm telling you 2020 as much as it's been insane we would not be the people who we are growing into without this year mm-hmm. so whether you spent the year doing a certain thing, working, not working, whatever your journey looked like, it really is a building block in your life. And whatever we do from here, like 2020 was just something that we kind of had to go through. And it, yeah. I, I really truly believe like everything's going to turn out better on the other side of it, whatever that looks like. Whatever. Lord knows we can't tell you what it will look like because every month brings something new this year. (laughs) But, you know, the future doesn't exist yet. So we'll deal with that later. (laughs) (laughs) And so how can people find you if they want to connect? Yes. So please, um, like I said, head over to theroadjusttraveled.com, traveled with one L. You can find me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active at jessicafay508. Or you can find my YouTube channel. Um, just search Jessica Fay, F-A-Y-E. And I should pop up over there. And if you just want to send me an email to say hi, you can send it to <laughs> just at theroadjusttraveled.com. Perfect. And so you are the first guest, obviously, but what I want to do with all of my guests moving forward is having some rapid fire questions here at the end that I'll ask everyone. So I have three questions that I wanted to ask you just really quickly, whatever first comes to mind when I ask. And the first one is what does happiness mean to you? Happiness means contentment, feeling fulfilled and feeling free. Yes. Love that. Um, what's one thing on your bucket list that you can't wait to do? I'm like, what's not on my bucket list? <laughs> uh, I think going back to Japan is really big, but just traveling anywhere in Asia. Awesome. And then if you could give your younger self one main piece of advice, what would it be? I would say authenticity over attachment, like be true to who you are and just let life happen and don't try to figure out how to do things. Just set your intention and keep on going. I love that. I feel like that sums up pretty much everything we talked about in like one easy sentence. (laughs) Those are my big lessons. And I think I would just want to keep sharing them with everyone because it's just such a happier and more fulfilling way to live. Completely agree. Well, thank you so much, Jess. We've had, I loved having you on and probably have you on again in the future. Can't wait. (laughs) So again, if you want to connect with Jess, I'll have all of her information for her social media and her website, YouTube channel, everything in the show notes. And until next time, thank you. Thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening to the Be Your Own Badass podcast. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Do you have a question that you'd like answered on the Be Your Own Badass podcast? Go to sarahcatherine.com slash badassquestion to submit your question, get featured on air, and receive specific advice to help you. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time.